Elite Physique University, your source for all things physique enhancement. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Elite Physique University. I'm John Gorman, your host. We got Jason Theobald once again back in the house, and this is part two to our Ask Us Anything, kind of a rapid fire Ask Us Anything episode. If you haven't listened to part one, go back and listen to that. It was just dropped prior. And um, if you are the first time listener to the show, we just talked about this on part one. Uh, Jason and I are going to be dropping these about every two weeks, at least for the next six months. We're both super busy with work, um, but we're going to be doing a lot more of these Q&As. Um, if you guys ever have questions, send them, go to the show notes. We've got both of our emails there. And um, you'll also see some other important information. Jason's got some courses coming up, some mentorship. Uh, we both have dropped some supplements. You can have links to everything that's all in the show notes. But Jason, we're just going to jump right back in, man. I'm liking these Q&As. Uh, we're getting some really good questions sent in. Yep. Um, this is kind of a fun one. This one, this one i kind of curious to see what we both say on this. If you had to prep, if you had to prep someone using a cheat meal weekly, yeah. what one would you pick for them? So like yeah. if you had to pick one and stick with it yep. for anyone or if one that you feel is the best, what would you pick? I would have them do sushi. Like I would probably have them do like eel, cucumbers, no fat there. Um, you know, whatever, wherever the cream cheese is out and the tempura is out and maybe have them do like four full rolls. So what I don't know, was that 28 pieces or something yeah. roughly 30. Um, and, and the, and the reason is it's tasty as fuck, but it's low fat. So I've got your insulin spiked. We're getting a nice carb shuttle, a little bit of protein. So you shouldn't be too bloated with all the extra carbs and there's not much fat. So when insulin spikes from all the carbs, I don't have to worry about you kind of taking a step back. Whereas if I gave you pizza or something that was totally fatty, if I had to choose a second one, it would be a big ass, like 10 ounce sirloin, you know, one or two sweet potatoes, a dinner salad, something like that. There's gonna be a little more fat there, but it's still not the bulk of the meal. Um, I'm going to stay away from pizzas. I really, unless they got a crazy metabolism, I'm staying away from burgers. Um, anything that requires almost four to five days to burn back off, I'm going to stay away from. Um, so I really like the sushi with the lower fat option. Yeah. So it, that's the exact same thing that I was going to say. Sushi all day long. I kind of, I can't remember where I looked it up four or five years ago. I figured out with a California roll, which mm -hmm. is about, you know, there is going to be a little bit of crab in there and there's going to be a little bit of fat depending on if they, uh, if there's some avocado in there, but I figured somewhere around five carbs per roll. If it's not a giant California per roll. piece. Yeah, per piece. Sorry. Yeah. So like if there's eight pieces, you got 40 carbs per roll. So if you're going to go eat four of them, there you go. There's 160 carbs right there. And you can probably count about 10 fat per roll. So, it, you know, it's something that people can go somewhat track. But when I say cheat meal, most people are sitting here thinking, no, I want to fucking blow it out. And if you're serious and you're prepping, because we're, we talked about prep, we're not talking about dieting or off season. If you're serious dude, I don't let my folks just go out and smash something at all. Like unless either. they're dropping too fast. Right. I don't either. Most people don't have the motor for it. Yeah. They just don't. They just don't. Yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Um, here's, here's a good one. This is something we're not going to see very often. I am really recommending the four point cortisol test way more yep. to my clients because as we talked about before, if they just get it done with their labs first thing in the morning, they're seeing a screenshot of just their labs Jason, how much have you had to deal with this? I've only had it come up a couple times. So you're the, you're the man on this question. 
It says my four point cortisol is coming back below normal at all four times of the day. So, you know, morning, mid afternoon, you know, mid morning, mid afternoon and evening, it's low all the way through. And normally what we see is, you know, should be a little elevated in the morning and then it should start to lower as we get closer to night. Correct. This is showing low all the time. What do you, what do you feel like is going on there? What can someone do to fix that? I call this a flatliner. Um, What's happened here is your body was subjected to an immense amount of stress, sympathetic state, sympathetic dominance for, for, for could have been six months and then you crapped out. It could have been two years. Everyone's body takes a different amount of time to finally just stop producing cortisol. But what's going on is you were producing a lot to, to basically deal with the stress and you finally stop producing, you know, the gland finally gets tired, stops producing, and then you get flatline. And then, you know, most of those symptoms are going to be oh, God, I get up, I feel like I'm carrying 40 pounds on my back. I barely get through my day without tons of caffeine, yada, yada. This is called um, hypoadrenalism. Okay, so it's one of the harder things to fix. And it takes a lot of time. And you got to feed up because there's a carbohydrate component kind of necessary to it. Um, and you know, you've also got to pretty much support the adrenals. So, you know, we make a product under new ethics called Adrena health, which is really nice for this, but there are times if it's really an intense case and Adrena health at two caps, two to three times a day is not working. Um, I'll add licorice as long as they don't have blood pressure issues to the Adrena health. And that will help kick it in and get cortisol cranking again. But you've got to address this from a kind of a multifaceted angle. You've got to find out what the stressors are and help deal with them. And a lot of times you can't undo all of it. Um, You know, they might be in a bad, bad relationship. You know, they might have children that maybe have special needs. You're not gonna be able to do anything about those, but you can address training. You can address their cardio and pull that back from the stress bucket and then um, start, you know, addressing other areas as you go forward, like feeding up, slowly adding carbohydrates, and then, you know, you put in the Adrena Health and help with the nutraceuticals as well. So you kind of got to address it from a couple angles as a coach. Um, you can't just throw supplements at it. Yeah, this, like I said, I've only had this a couple times, um, worked through one successfully, working on another now. And just kind of what I've learned from you here a few years ago, when you were talking about this, I dropped them down to three days of training, pulled all their cardio out, slowly started to reverse them and add some food, um, Adrena health and, um, sleep was a hard issue. And actually this person ended up getting a medical card and they take edibles at night so they can sleep. And, um, that seemed to really help. And it was just a multifaceted approach. And the other thing I had to tell her was like, listen, you gotta be fucking patient on this because It took a while of a lot of preps. It was a lot of preps over time, natural female, um, and then just high stress from everything else. And most females nat- in the natural world training six days a week. So yes, you're talking about much. over, yeah, you're yeah. talking about over time. Um, it really just kind of taking a toll. So just kind of an interesting one. Um, do you like to recommend the four point cortisol? Um, if someone can get it, I'm, I'm telling all my clients just to get it extra or to ask their doctor to order it at this point, because yeah. man, yeah. every time I have them do it, I'm seeing a fucking issue somewhere. The more I, the more I see. So it. here's where I kind of am with that. Um, a lot of times I need blood work to do certain things. I mean, the Dutch will cover most things, but it doesn't cover thyroid. Unfortunately, I wish yeah. that it was all in there. Then I would just go Dutch exclusively. Yeah. Um, but 
so if I, you know, I'm juggling basically the client's, you know, uh, financial, you know, needs in terms of, you know, what, you know, can you spend more on this test and that test? If I have their morning cortisol and then I read their metabolic stress questionnaire, which I have them fill out, I kind of know if cortisol is high in the morning. Well, I don't, I do know because I, I get the labs and then I can listen to their symptoms for the rest of the day. And then I know how they're sleeping, you know, um, with the person who's flatlined, they probably sleep okay because cortisol super low at night too. Um, but you also know when they wake up, they just feel like they've been hit by a bus all day. Um, so, you know, if, if I can get the data, I love it, but I don't always need it. And so sometimes I go by symptoms and just start the process. Yeah. Follow up question. I know people on here are thinking, so if cortisol is low all day, should they not take cortis? Correct. So yeah. if cortisol is low all day, cortis is not your product. Cortis is your product. If you wake up wired, mm-hmm. uh, kind of like I used to do in my thirties when I was a lawyer and had, you know, my clients, uh, my cortisol was jacked hot. If you're waking up feeling like you get hit by a bus and super tired, you're looking more at an adrena health product. You need vitamin C, uh, licorice, adrena health, all those different things to help. Um, so Cordy's, yeah, he's not what you want when you're dealing with a, uh, a hypo adrenalism situation. Yeah. Here's a fun question, man. Um, I know who sent this one in. It, it's, I think he might be trying to stir the pot, but, um, <laughs> I, I think it's a fun one. I'm interested to see what you say about this Yeah, because you're a competitive person, but you're also not a competitive person sometimes. Yeah. And you're very laid back and you're very, yeah. I'm curious to kind of see from your standpoint, as you know, I'm a very fucking competitive. I do. Yeah. Um, but I've been able to tame that in this question. So who do you see as your competition in the supplement space or how do you view that? So with, let's talk about new ethics, man. Um, yeah. or, or maybe even back to the natty days, natty nutrition. Yeah. Do, do you, were other companies your competition? Did you ever look at other companies and think, okay, I need to do better than X, Y, Z, or, or how did you look at it? Or how do you look at it? I'll be honest with you. Um, I never really kind of looked at it that way. I looked at it as when I knew I wanted to start a supplement company. I knew I always wanted to do that even in college. Like I just had no idea how it was going to come about, but I knew I, I thought it would be the coolest fucking thing. Once I got to the point where I had the means to do it. I said, I don't want to be like everyone else. I just wanted to do something different. So I feel like with new ethics, we're positioned in a market to be a little bit different. Um, I know there's people out there like cured. They're more like health, you know, conscientious. There's um, Alani new um, Katie Hearns brand and they're kicking ass and they're, you know, they got some, you know, things that some female products and things like that. Um, but I don't know of any company that has the full line that we have in our space that we're occupying. You know, Metagenics doesn't have anything to do with bodybuilders. You know, they right. just go after the functional. But, you know, so we are kind of positioned in a nice spot where I don't think we have a ton of competition. Um, raw, I think raw nutrition, you know, and then I think Joe Binley at AD is starting to have, you know, has their, their natural or, you know, their more health uh, um, type line. Um, but honestly, it was always built on the drive of kind of having something different to offer. So I don't really look at anyone and say, man, I want to take them down. Now, 
I do look at the big guys and say, I would like to be them someday. And I look at what they did and, and how they got there. And, you know, um, but I don't really have that idea of, oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to go after this one or that one. Um, we just try to fill our space and the needs that we see based on our clients and our customers and go that route. So, yeah, no, I, I figured that's what it was because in bodybuilding, uh, or just physique enhancement, we can say it was competitive bodybuilding or, or just physique enhancement. Um, there really isn't anyone. And that's, that's the nice thing. And so when it comes to us, yeah, for when I first launched, as you well know, yeah. um, I thought, you know what, I'm going right after first form. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. It's competition. I'm not gonna say anything bad about them. I just felt like there's a chip on my shoulder and they didn't use me like I wanted to be used. And I had more in me and I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this myself. Yeah. And I did, I went right after him. And, you know, I remember back when I made that post comparing the proteins and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And it was, it was a pretty interesting post. Um, right after that, man, I haven't looked back and I haven't really thought about him since. And the way that I look at competition is, and you said this to me a year ago, and it's always kind of hard until you go through it to be able to listen to what someone's saying. But I remember you mentioned to me, you're like, dude, just concentrate on having the best products. Like that's what you got to concentrate on. And I really feel like we've done that. So, you know, does, does another company like first form make money, more money than us? Well, fuck yeah, they do. Yeah. I feel like we have better products. I do. Like I really do. There's no ego in that. It's just a numbers thing. And I haven't really thought about them. I haven't looked at their products. I, ha I don't even know what they've released. Um, I've got friends over there. I hope they're all doing well. Listen, they're, they're feeding their families. Like I don't really care. Um, and then the other thing too, is then you've got new ethics. So like from our end, then we bring you guys in and we sell your stuff because I think that's the best stuff that we can sell. So for, for me, it's, it, I never thought I'd say this being a competitive guy. I'm just focused on our customers, man. Like I'm just focused on our products and our customers. And I mean, we just dropped a big new ethics order today and then another order for new stuff coming out. And we're going to have a big customer appreciation event uh, for our top 10 customers in July and we're going to have a fat muscle Academy event the next day. So I really just look at that stuff. And for the first time ever, it's like, how do we just get better and not think about anybody else? Yep. And uh, it's new territory for me, man, because I'm always, I'm always that Coke versus Pepsi guy. Yeah. Or, but you know, you know, sometimes you can waste so much energy on that type of thing. And I think you're focused where it needs to be. And that's why you're growing, you know? Um, and that's been my focus and you've seen, you know, where we're at. So yeah. I think our, we had another record month in April and it was 130% up from the prior April. Oh, and we already shit. had a killer year, the prior April, you know, the prior year. Um, so, you know, just do that. And that's, it's a cool question, but I really don't have anyone I gun after the big guys, like first form and things. I look at them to say, all right, what things did they do that are really good? you know, like how they treat their customers and how they do customer support. And they have people on staff that can answer questions. Like, I think all that shit's badass. And so I, I look at those things like, Hey, that that's a good model. You know, that's a good supplement company. So yeah, I agree hundred percent. Um, here's another question. We had something kind of like this, that we got to see red ass Jason show his face. The question about on the last episode about trace carbs, yeah. uh, or uh, net carbs. So let's see if we can get red ass Jason to show up in this episode. Do you count trace or incomplete protein sources in your client plans? Not, not as bad of a question as the net carbs <laughs> one. This, this is a decent question. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't understand. Like we're talking about, 
trace or incomplete proteins like the protein that's in oats, oats. or peanut butter <laughs> right. and stuff right. like that. Do you count those for your clients' plans or what do you tell I, I do count them because um, it's calories. Yeah. Um, but I, again, I'm a walking contradiction. I don't count veggies. But again, you know, that's what I was taught. I was taught that it burns the same amount of calories pretty much to process them. Um, there's not much of an insulin spike. Um, but, you know, with pro in all proteins, you know, I, I do count them. Um, you know, but here's the thing with these things. If you pick away, if you don't want to count them and you want to do more of a diabetic exchange, which basically just counts the, the main macro of the food, meaning a, uh, no, oats is carbs. You don't yeah. count the trace protein. You don't count the trace um, fats. It's a carb. If you want to do something like that and you stick with it and you're consistent, it's not going to fucking matter. Because if you start dieting and you don't drop the first week, you're going to fucking pull food. And then if you don't drop, you're going to pull food. And eventually you're going to get to your sweet spot. It's really about consistency with all of this. And I just made a post on my Instagram about that. Yeah. Everything in the physique world is about consistency. So pick away whatever makes the most fucking sense to you and just roll with it. But yes, with my clients, when I'm, when I'm taking care of my clients, I count it. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I count every single bit. And one thing that I do try and remind people of is I'm not real big on using a lot of carbs that have high protein in them uh, for females. And the reason being is if you see a lot of them eating oats and whole wheat pastas and beans, those, those three are example and they're only getting in 120 protein a day because maybe that's their limit. You're just not going to get the same amount of amino acids like leucine that help with muscle growth from things from those kind of protein sources. So I try and tell them to use lower protein carb sources if they can. Um, and it just seems to matter in that instance for a female that's eating a little bit less protein. For those of us, like, I don't know how much protein you eat a day. I'm about 250 myself. Like that shit's not going to matter. I mean, you know, there's some days I only get five meals and I bet I do 40 a meal roughly. So there's yeah. some days I only get 200, dude. Yeah. And I'm still progressing. Like, I, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, the literature out there and I saw, um, I follow, uh, Phil Viz and he posted something recently and Dante Trudell has always been a huge high protein guy. Yeah. If I could, if my motor would do it, I'd do it. But I mean, I'm a bloated, gassy mess and I'm not living life smelling like a shit house everywhere I go. You know what I right. mean? So <laughs> I eat the protein that I can eat. I use my digestive enzymes. I get in as much as I can. And when I start to feel bloated and shitty, I pull it back. So probably when I get my six in, I'm about 240, 250, right around where you're at. Yeah. And you know, we could probably make, and I know you could because you present on gut health. I can't tell you how many times um, and we've had an episode on it. You're probably going to get with better gut health and, and moderate to even a little bit below moderate, you're going to process and get more out of a little bit more than if you're just hammering 350 grams of protein a day. Uh, and I've seen that. I've seen people process foods better and actually make better progress over time by lowering it. So, um, okay, here's a good one. Just one, what's your, if, if you could give one, cause there's a shit ton to someone right now, your best mind muscle connection tip that you would give to someone right now. <laughs> I know there's like 20, but what, what, if you could give one, just give one, I'll give one. All right. You notice uh, how they, you notice how they're digging at us when they send these questions. They're like, yeah. just one. <laughs> I mean, the bitch of it is, is that I've got techniques for every muscle that will help. Do you know what I mean? But I can't yeah. give those. So it has to be a broad one. 
Yeah. So then it's like, all right, are you going down the pump Avenue? Are you going down the mental aspect? And I'll be honest with you for me. And a lot of people maybe aren't going to do this. Um, but nothing changed my mind muscle connection better than smoking a little weed pre-workout. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, dude. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's really amazing what it, what it can do, you know? Um, you know, I don't use an indica. You use a sativa that gives you a little more um, upbeat feeling and you can really just close your eyes. And the thing with it is uh, you feel the pump more because it, it's a big vasodilator um, and pain kind of feels warm rather than pain. So you can push it a lot further. So you put all that together and it's, you know, I'm not saying getting blitz three, four puffs and on, on a vape yeah. and, and in you go. So and I think a lot of people don't realize just how much that drops cortisol as well. Do you feel, uh, because I know when I'm highly stressed or my mind is on other shit, I can't get a pump to save my life compared to if I feel good, I don't have a lot of stress, my mind and other stuff, you go have these great workouts. And I think a lot of people don't realize the correlation with dropping stress, you know, whether it's an edible at night to go to sleep or what you're talking about here. I mean, that, I see that being a component of it, right? THC also improves insulin sensitivity uh, by about 17%. Well, there that's was a huge, study on it. That's, yeah, that's, that's a big, yeah. So, yeah, I guess my best tip besides I was really helping you tell people to slow the fuck down. Cause every time I see you train <laughs> with people, you're like, slow the fuck down. Yep. Um, so besides that being the obvious one, I, I always tell people to pre-exhaust. Like if they're struggling, my first step with them is always like, Hey, pre-exhaust the muscle. Let's get a bunch of blood into it. Do some flies before you go do the rest of your chest training. And that at least helps them feel the muscle because it, you have no other choice because you've already just filled it with a bunch of blood. Yeah. So that's probably my, I mean, I've, I've bitched and moaned about slowing down in tempo so much. I wanted to give another one. I think people have already heard me say that. So now they got another little tip there and not everyone's going to do it and, but, or want to do it. But um, those that try it, I think they'll see the benefit. Yeah. Try some weed and slow the fuck down, Jason. Smith. Yeah. So here yeah. we go. <laughs> um, all right. Here's one that we're going to have to try and keep this to two to three minutes. When do you go keto in a prep for someone? So I, I know you don't okay. do it all the time, but you do yep. do it. You, you know, yep. keto as well as the rest of us. When yep. is a time that you see keto work the best? Okay. Um, so on my people that had a really fat background in history, um, and I'm talking like, you know, man boobs, big bellies, you know, super that endos. Type. Yeah, not, yeah, super endos. Um, I will leave carbs in early in the diet, but I go, I go lower with them to begin with. But at some point in time, I've got two guys like this right now. I left carbs in as long as I could and they're both on keto and now they're doing amazing. Um, but they're definitely full blown endomorphs. The other time is, you know, if I've pulled carbs and I've pulled carbs and I've pulled carbs, I'll go ahead and try the keto. Okay. So if we're getting to the point where we just have to keep pulling that said, there's about a 50, 50 chance. It's not going to work. It, the metabolism's already so slow. You pull those carbs out and everything just comes to a screeching halt at that point. Then I am, I have no problem putting it back in and kind of lowering protein and getting some carbs back in that way, keeping the deficit, but getting carbs back in. So my two things are extreme endomorph clients and those who I've just pulled, 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 and I give it a whirl, but uh, it's 50, 50 at that point in prep I've found. 
So yeah, I, I usually, I used to use it quite a bit and it was kind of a go-to there for a while, but I started to see the same things that you're talking about. Uh, some people would look worse. Uh, stress would go up because you don't have carbs in the diet. So on a keto diet, I've noticed cortisol and stress seem to chronically stay higher because you don't get to interrupt it with insulin and carbs. But usually the last five, six, seven pounds um, on either the guy like you were talking about or some of the females that just were not responding to carb drops and cardio additions. And I'd make two or three and the body just didn't seem to, to improve. And I didn't really have anywhere else to go unless I was going to go low carb and low fat. I don't want to fucking do that because that's a recipe for muscle loss. So I dropped the protein, trace carbs. I wouldn't change their fucking cardio or anything else. And then I would flop, uh, flip them to keto. And I think what happens is, well, I know this happens. You're immediately going to tighten up a little bit. You're going to drop some water. Um, yeah, you're going to flatten out, but you're going to tighten visibly in the mirror for the next, you know, three, four, five days. And when people see that happen, it's very motivating and it helps them stick to a plan a little bit better. So, you know, maybe they're a little happier. They're a little bit more excited. I've seen that happen as well. Um, so I'm going to probably say, you know, my percentage of seeing keto work, as long as I'm strategic with it, it's probably six or seven out of 10 seem to be okay on it. And then I run them into the show on that. Um, and I'll do some fat loading and stuff like that. I, I'm, I've watched you, uh, flip people out real quick and go the carb route and they fucking zoom and take off. Um, I've done that a few times, but I, I seem to be okay just running them keto. I just have to fat load them and stuff like that. Um, I would like to try what you do though, because I've seen it work really, really well. And it, it, it makes sense. You improve their insulin sensitivity with keto, throw right. the carbs back in, the fucking thyroid takes off and they yep. just roll. Yep. Um, it, and I, I need to make it a point. I just only have maybe one or two people a year that I actually have, like maybe one a year that I do that exact situation with. So it's like, I have a whole bunch of people to try it on, yep. but it yep. makes sense. So try, try either approach if, if you're listening. And um, okay, here's a good one. This is the last question sent in. What's okay. the biggest change that we have seen in online coaching in the last year or two uh, mm -hmm. from a coach's standpoint? Um, Good question. I, I've got some. I don't know if you're ready with yours or not. Yeah. I mean, you know, I got to say kind of the direction that I've went, um, you know, into hybrid coaching. Um, you know, I think, I think you see a lot more coaches realizing that, you know, they can help more people if they have a broader understanding of the body rather than just adjusting a diet only you know your 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 tricks are cardio and diet you know and you know you're more of a one-trick pony then and there's so much competition for those you know cutting clients slash getting ready for shows that you know it's kind of feast or famine if that's all you really can do um so you know i saw the writing on the wall in 2017 that man you know i, I was getting especially those females where it'd be like 50 percent you would come to you and you, you had great results and then 50%, you couldn't really get them to do much. Yeah. So I think that's where you've seen a big, a big shift in coaching. Um, at least one area is just, you know, being more diverse in terms of your knowledge bank, um, being able to at least read labs and know what the fuck's going on. Um, you know, my labs class has been widely successful and I think that's because people realize that that's kind of something that they need. Um, to be competitive and successful as a coach. 
Yeah, I, I agree as well. It's been a game changer for me. I am nowhere near the same coach I was in 2018. I started really paying attention to this in late 2018. Like I said, I, I've always kind of been about a year, like a, a year behind your stuff. Um, man, it's been a game changer. I am not anywhere near the same coach and I feel like I help more people. So, and the other thing, the other thing too, is like, sometimes you get into this and the more, you know, the more you realize how fucked up people really are. And I feel like I have more clients that are fucked up and and this isn't a jab at them. It's just, we just didn't know before. Now I really see it clearly. It's kind of like when you learn what's really in food and you're like, man, I kind of wish I didn't fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a lot more people. I'm like, Holy shit, man. Like, and and which is harder. Like those are harder clients to work with too. Um, but at least now, you know, and I think, you know, people like you spearheading this, and that's why I want to start this podcast to kind of cover these topics that we do. And you guys do the same thing over on excellence cartel, both Jeff's. Um, but the biggest change I've seen outside of that is um, education is at an all time high and COVID helped that a little bit, but you know, things like the physique summit, which is on a hiatus until we're good to go, but our seminars, you guys have the PEC, the physique education collective, um, you've done a lot of traveling and speaking like you and Vince, um, camps like that stuff is at an all time high, which if we go back five or six years ago, there wasn't a lot of it, man. The physique summit was kind of the cornerstone of what we saw. Yeah. And that was kind of, I really say centered around me, you and Cliff really, because you were there, um, at, at number two and then on forward, you just didn't see a lot. And now you see more camps, you see a lot more online stuff. And that's just the way it is with anything. When you Yeah, that definitely paved the way for that. Definitely. Yeah. But now people have a lot more stuff to, uh, to learn from and to uh, be, you know, pick and choose what they want. I just caution people to make sure you really pay attention to what you're going to learn. Um, and that's why I think if you go to these show notes and jump in Jason's classes, he's offering for 250, these recordings, you guys just can't beat that right now. Um, I'm, I'm being honest. I'm probably tempted to just go ahead and do it myself because I need the update because the last ones I have are 2019. Um, so yeah, I think, I think everyone should go to the show notes and check that out, man. This has been a fun episode. I, I like both of these Q and A's. We're going to, if you're a listener, go ahead and send us an email. You can see that here in the show notes, send your question in. We will compile these and I like doing these long Q and A's and breaking them up. Um, man, I know you got dinner. I know you got some fun plans. It's in the seventies. Uh, so we're going to get out of here. So for my um, for myself and Jason, we will be back here in a couple weeks. See ya. See ya.